The Out of Bounds Show podcast is brought to you by Kessler Prime. For the best steaks in Mississippi, visit Kessler Prime in the Renaissance. WRKS Pickens Jackson. Are you ready? Now live from the Whiskey 61 Lounge inside the Bank Plus Studio. Listening to Mississippi's number one sports talk show, The Out of Bounds Show with Bo Bounds. Streaming worldwide live on the Out of Bounds Radio app and on your radio at ESPN 105.9. The Soul. Good morning. Welcome in. We are The Out of Bounds Show. 1059 The Zone, ESPN. Blake, do we want to give away one of these books signed by Jeff Duncan? This Peyton? hour, yeah. All right, let's go ahead and do that. Uh, I'm holding this book, uh, Peyton and Breeze. The men who built the greatest offense in NFL history. Uh, the Ford is by Steve Gleason. It is an amazing book behind the scenes of how... Peyton and Breeze uh, built the New Orleans Saints organization into a playoff caliber franchise and eventually a Super Bowl winning franchise. And then, you know, we're close to winning a couple of more. Great 16-year run for Sean Peyton in New Orleans as he retires. We are the Out of Bounds Show, 105.9 The Zone ESPN. Our show is brought to you by the Great Stakes and uh, awesome selection of bourbon and bourbon list at Kessler Prime. In the Renaissance, visit KesslerPrime.com to make a reservation. Some barbecue shrimp and some fried crab claws sound good. KesslerPrime.com to make a reservation. Welcome in, welcome in. Mississippi Ag is now Ag Up Equipment. And that text line is 601-885-3776. We're rolling the cameras at... uh, 830 and um, well that's how you can enter to win this book Peyton and Breeze um, the men who built the greatest offense in NFL history let's throw in a $25 gift certificate from Burgers Blues and Barbecue and you can get you a honey butter chicken biscuit or smash a cheeseburger and some onion rings at B3 in Madison or Brandon but B3 in Madison serving breakfast so we'll do the Peyton and Breeze book this is a it's a great book Great book by Jeff Duncan. He'll join us at 830 and a $25 gift certificate to Burgers, Blues, and Barbecue B3. Uh, how do you enter, Blake? They have to watch YouTube or Facebook when we get Jeff Duncan loaded up at 830, right? Yes, sir. We can do that. Comment? Yep. Just say who that. Easy. NOLA, Saints. Yep. I love Mardi Gras. Maybe your favorite. Bo, you're sexy. Favorite whatever. moment, favorite play, yeah. favorite thing from the Sean Payton era, whatever it might be. Yeah. Yeah, share a moment. Just let us know you're watching. That's right. It's easy. And we'll be monitoring the YouTubes and the Facebooks. Can I quote Joe Brady? Please do. Thank who, you. Who is that? Well, I'm, rumor LSU, has it. LSU legend, Drover. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Joe Brady, who is, uh, where has Brady landed anywhere, Blake? No, he has not. Okay, he was the, the coordinator for the Carolina Panthers, offensive, obviously. And, of course, he was at LSU for that year. Uh, this is his quote on the Peyton and Breeze book. By Jeff Duncan. They've changed football. Sean has changed the way teams play offense, and Drew has changed the way we look at quarterbacks. They're special. That is uh, Joe 
Brady's quote um, on the book, Peyton and Breeze, the men who built the greatest offense in NFL history. So the Ag Up Equipment text line is 601-885-3776. Twitter handle. Follow us on Twitter, at Bowbounds. And then your Farm Bureau Insurance call-in line is 601-707-3750. What if Jimmy Garoppolo wins the Super Bowl and still gets run? Yeah, he gone. Shanahan said it. He did. He gone. Wow. Wow. We're... For our listeners, yesterday I called Blake and he answers the phone laughing. That, that's what that, that's where he was with Sean Payton retiring. So, Kendall, if you're listening, I hope you don't ever share your baseball tickets with in, at Duty Noble Field with Blake or your beer at your tailgate in the junction. Um, that's what that's how Blake Scott was being a little petty. Had a little bit of fun yesterday. He answers the phone laughing. Once the Sean Payton, uh, I was with Jonesy Q and Sound and Communications having lunch. JonesyQ.com, Jeff Jones in the house, and SoundcomAV.com. And we were looking up, we were eating in the uh, bar area of Table 100. And you look up, and you should have seen the the reaction of people in the restaurant. Yeah. Oh, because everybody because down they've here got is, TVs yeah. going, and everybody down here is Saints. Fan uh, the they're either yeah. a Saints fan or they have been. They, uh, they've monitored the Saints over yeah. the years. Yeah. I mean, that's all we we know. These these are such big names in the Sun Belt. Yep. Breeze, Peyton, not Peyton Manning. Sean Peyton, Sean Peyton, Drew Breeze, and uh, crazy that he's retiring. And I think Saints fans are trying to get their feet. I, I don't blame them. It's tough. You know, you lose Drew, iconic, legendary, GOAT, just everything you want in a franchise QB, right? Again, just such a big part of the fabric of New Orleans the last yeah. 15 years. Then Sean stays another year to make it 16, and, and Sean steps down, and you just kind of wonder... Damn, is Mickey Loomis going to get on a plane and fly away this morning? Just go, dude, I've already made a ton of money. My NFL pension is ridiculous. I'm good. Or does he, you know, do what most people do and put on the boots this morning and work the phone all last night with agents and his executive team with the Saints? Are we going to promote from within Dennis Allen? Or are we going to go through some interviews this week and bring in some highly coveted Offensive and defensive others than Dennis Allen. Other highly coveted, like Brian Dayball or something. Well, you better bring somebody. You don't not interview people. Right. So, so they better you know, have some interviews. Mickey Loomis is a grown-up, right? He's done an amazing job running the New Orleans Saints. One of the best executives in North America and American sports. You know, what is he going to do? Miss Benson's going to allow him to do what he thinks is right for the New Orleans Saints. And then Sean Payton's going to be on your TV, Blake. That's right. And probably probably going to be pretty damn good because as Mike Dettelier said yesterday, Sean Payton is not going to be scared to uh, rip a little coaches or players. It's those that don't that aren't interesting, a la Tony Dungy, Bill Cowher. Yep. Okay? Uh, and going to have to get a little, and I get it, may take a year. You know, he knows all these guys. He's competed against these all these guys. Well, guess what? The way that Sean Payton is wired, he doesn't care. And that's what you want. 
You want someone that will tell it like it is and bring some. Uh, look, Sean's also going to give somebody credit. Uh, you know, if he's calling a game and the guy's ten and one, he's going to go. That is incredible in the yep. NFL to be ten and one at this point in the season. Yep. That coach and that coaching staff and that front office have done an amazing job. Can I ask you a question? I guess prognosticator. Um, <clears throat> Sean Payton, in his sixteen seasons, went to the playoffs nine times. They were nine and eight. Prior to Sean Payton's existence in New Orleans, they went to the playoffs five times. They were one and five. <laughs> How good is Sean okay, Payton? Here's my question How to you. How great is Sean Payton? Here's my question to you. In the next 20 years, are they closer to the five appearances that they were? Like, do they get to the five? Do they even get close to nine with Sean? Or are we looking at kind of back to that destitution of New Orleans football? I don't know about destitution. That is a great question. I'm going to go with the five. Okay. Yeah. Uh, what Sean Payton did was ridiculous. Golly, what a great coach. He was 9-8 and eight in the playoffs. Which is it, unbelievable. Your franchise was 1-5 before he got there. 1-5, he was 9-8. and eight. Yep. Obviously, nine trips, eight losses. The one time you don't lose, he won the Super Bowl. Yeah. So there you go. Can you, can you believe, Blake, that he called an onside kick down in the Super yeah. Bowl? That's incredible. It, it is. Sean's got, you know, the stones. And, but he's uh, not done. He's coming back. He'll be the coach of the Dallas Cowboys. 2023. Hopefully, and lead Dak Prescott and the Cowboys to at least an NFC championship game. And it's from coming. there, every, like this weekend. I mean, this is what it's all about, getting to this weekend. Because we all know, you win and you're in. You rooting for Matthew Stafford? I think I am, too. I am. Stafford and McVeigh. Back in a second. Jeff Duncan, 830. You can order award-winning Jonesy Q rubs and sauces at jonesyq.com. Use promo code OOBSHOW if you order $20 or more and receive free shipping. That's jonesyq.com. Promo code OOBSHOW. Retiring from the Saints. What a run. Peyton Breeze, Loomis, the late Mr. Benson. Unbelievable. Blake, you can't take that Lombardi trophy from the Big Easy. I know you don't like the Saints. I wouldn't want to. You cannot take that Lombardi. Which, by the way, I was at a bank plus once. You saw it? And I got a picture with the Lombardi trophy. Oh. Yep. It's pretty fancy. I had to go find it. It's pretty fancy. I don't know where it would be, though. Maybe Wendy can find it. I don't know. Anyway, um, I don't I don't think it. Hmm. Yeah, I did, though. Uh, it was pretty cool. And um, I loved seeing the Saints players tweet at Sean Payton. Hey, Sean Payton, one of the few coaches, Blake, active on social media at the NFL it's level. It's very funny. You see it at college. You know, again, we've got two here, but especially Lane Train. Very, very, very active and witty on Twitter. Yes. Um, some would say, use another name. 
But um, you got to build that brand. Use baby. another word. Excuse me. You got to build that brand. But uh, that's right. That's right. Sean Payton, very active on Instagram and Twitter. He may be active on Facebook. I don't know. But uh, we're going to be rolling the cameras coming up next. So you can watch the webcast on YouTube. Search Out of Bounds Sports. Or you can watch it on Facebook. Search the Out of Bounds Show. And just comment on it. Right, Blake? That's right. All right. So here's what we're giving away. We're giving away a book by Jeff Duncan, who will join us next. Peyton and Breeze, the men who built the greatest offense in NFL history. And we're giving away a $25 gift certificate to Burgers, Blues, and Barbecue, B3, in Madison and Brandon. They serve breakfast in Madison six days a week. Honey butter chicken biscuit, breakfast burritos, hash brown bowl, all that kind of good stuff. If you're ordering for the office, maybe you're in pharmaceutical, surgical, some kind of other, I need to thank clients, B3, Burgers, Blues, and Barbecue, Main Street in Madison. They took over an old building, and it's really, really cool, and it fits our show perfectly because we're all about eat local. Blake? Will Jeff Duncan write the book when Sean wins the Super Bowl for Dallas, or will they get a like Dallas-based author to do that? But just because Jeff knows Sean so well, I didn't know if he'd just you know go ahead and write that one, too. I think that'd probably be a good call by Jeff Duncan, yeah. but... It may be more of a, what's that guy's name? Machado? Yeah. Or John Ma- Maca- Machado. Machado. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. yeah. Some, somebody like Bobby Belt. <laughs> I don't know if Belt could pin. Belt, Belt's kind of more of a Twitter guy. He's more freelance. I just want to rip off some tweets some and freelance, tell you yeah. about, you know, which he's great on Twitter. Um, Take some discipline, I think, to. It's uh, funny. To, to to write a book. So Sean will go into TV. It's just a matter of where. Where will Sean Payton be? And then another story is some guy named Jackson Dart. Dart Mania has hit the state of Mississippi since two weeks ago. Maybe a little bit more now that time flies when we're having fun. And will Jackson Dart enroll at Ole Miss this week? No. Will it be Boomer Sooner? Will it be back to Southern Cal now that there are strong rumors that Caleb Williams, who was in Oklahoma, rumored to be going to Southern Cal, now may be going to Wisconsin? I know. I Good luck keeping up with all that. You'd have to damn near quit your job. But some of you are refreshing uh, 247 Sports and on three and all that every 3.67 seconds, which is all good. Um, I don't know who's going where, but this thing has been wild. Wow. If you thought recruiting, what we knew recruiting was a few years ago was wild. Now you throw in the two signing days and the transfer portal. Yep. We just, you just thought you were getting on the bull, a 900 pound bull, you know, and, and wrapping up and seeing if you could stay on in the world of college football or There's a lot of crazy recruiting, but in the world of college football recruiting. Oh, and if you think recruiting is crazy at this level, wait till you see what happens with NFL quarterbacks this offseason. There's going to be a lot of recruiting going on. And you you remember the first real big modern-day recruitment we had? Peyton Manning. Peyton Manning goes through the four neck surgeries, and all of a sudden he's flying around, right? He's on the runway in Nashville. Tennessee's winding and dying. There's a tie there because he played four years in Knoxville. 
David Cutcliffe's training him. People, you know, Dave, David Cutcliffe's advising him. Some other people are advising him. Seattle's trying to get in. Uh, and then, you know, the Broncos and Elway end up winning that recruiting battle uh, after the Colts moved off of him. You're going to see the same thing in the NFL this year. It's going to be interesting. Can't wait to see what happens there. Also, another big story, Blake. Um, Roger Clemens and Barry Bonds are snubbed again from the Hall of Fame through prickly, self-righteous, but national journalist within the world of MLB. Same things you see on the East and West Coast uh, on COVID and everything else. And it's sad because they're both Hall of Famers and they should both be in. Yep. And they had great careers. And David Ortiz gets in, who had also failed some uh, performance-enhancing drug PhD uh, tests. But it's all about likability. And it's all about this group that uh, believes that they're all-knowing, kind of like what we've been through the last two years with the East and West Coast media talking down to us, telling us what, what we need to do and who we need to be and who we need to be for and so on. And um, they're, they're going to get in next December, but they will not have been voted in like they should have been yep. through kind of the normal uh, ballot voting uh, procedure. And so Barry Bonds, who's the best player maybe to ever play the game, and um, Roger Clemens, who was a great, great pitcher. Well, here's how stupid Major League Baseball is, okay? I mean, we, are, we already know that, that much like Ben Howland, Major League Baseball doesn't sell itself to the next generation. Wow, you're taking so, shots at New Orleans so Saints and Ben Howland. Major League Baseball is a dying sport, which is unfortunate because I love Major League Baseball, but they're run um, by people who literally are so inept they can't get out of their own way. Here you go. You ready for this? Major League Baseball's all-time hits leader, all-time home run leader, and all-time Cy Young Award winner are not in the Baseball Hall of Fame. Holy smokes. Those three men are Pete Rose, all-time hit leader, Barry Bonds, all-time home run leader. Roger Clemens, all-time Cy Young leader. Now, you tell me how you're going to explain the sport of baseball and the tradition and the history and everything that it encompasses without naming those three guys in it. Because if the Hall of Fame is truly there to commemorate and tell the traditions and the history of your sport, whether it's the NFL Hall of Fame or the Major League Baseball Hall of Fame or the Architect Hall of Fame or the Sports Broadcaster Hall of Fame, it doesn't matter. That's a Hall of Fame's job, not to be the moral compass and guide for a generation, right. but to tell the story of your sport. How do you tell the story of a sport without the leader in hits, the leader in home runs, and the leader in Cy Young Awards? And you can tell both sides of the story, by the way. Correct. Right? The good and the bad. The, hell it's of, okay. the Hall of Fame is not the Hall of Morally Perfect People. But it, is there another group of, you know, there are a group of moralists that are voting on this. Just like the Washington, D.C., yeah. New York, Chicago, L.A. media that's been bow, uh, browbeating all of us for two years. Ross Tucker. We know what's good for you. Yeah, because they know everything. Ross Tucker, NFL analyst, made a great joke. He said, man, the NFL could save a ton of money on drug tests if they just had all these baseball writers look into the souls of their players. Oh, ho, 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 ho. that's pretty good. 
Jeff Duncan's going to join us on the Bucked Up Energy Drinks guest line after staying up late watching Mississippi State, Kentucky, which was a heck of a ball game. I may have to grab a Bucked Up Energy Drink out of our cooler over here. You can see it with the deer, antler, the buck on the can. Zero sugar. The Out of Bounds Show is powered by Bucked Up Energy Drinks. Jeff Duncan, NOLA.com, Saints Insider, coming up next on Sean Payton. You're listening to the Out of Bounds Show podcast, presented by Independent Roofing Systems. If you want it done right the first time, visit Independent Roofing Systems today. The Out of Bounds Show is powered by the award-winning golf courses at Dancing Rabbit Golf Club in Philadelphia, Mississippi. Good morning. Welcome in. Houdat Mania has been rocked with Sean Payton retiring. And, uh, man, I can't imagine what the buzz has been like down in NOLA in New Orleans because yesterday we were at lunch when it broke. And you should have, I mean, just watching the rest, the reaction in the restaurant was crazy. We are the Out of Bounds Show, 105.9 The Zone ESPN, driven by the Ram Trucks and Jeep Grand Cherokee. Jeep Grand Cherokees at Mack Hike and Flowood. MackHikeFlowood.com. We want to welcome in our friend, uh, Saints Insider, Jeff Duncan. Uh, wrote the great book, Peyton and Breeze, The Men Who Built the Greatest Offense in NFL History. NOLA.com columnist. And Jeff joins us on the Corona Premier guest line. Jeff, let's simply start with this. How did we get here? Well, it's a long story. I think basically, Bo, he, he he had had enough, you know. I mean, I think 16 years, uh, he'd probably been contemplating this for a while privately, and I think he wanted to walk away on his own terms and understood that um, there was challenges out there for him somewhere else, and, and um, he wanted to kind of, I think, challenge himself in in another way maybe it's uh in tv for a year maybe it's uh, coaching down the road i'm pretty sure he'll be back in coaching at some point but um talking to people close to sean and even talking to him a little bit uh, during this uh, a couple weeks ago um it was not something in his mind that was sudden he'd been thinking about it for a while and i don't think he has any reservations or regrets about about his decision you are as close as it gets as far as the Saints, Sean Payton, Drew Brees. We referenced the great book you wrote last year, year before. Um, describe, so having, you've been there the whole way, Jeff. You you were there uh, prior to them arriving when they were losing. Um, you've been on this remarkable 15, 16-year run with Brees slash Payton. Uh, describe the reaction in the city the last almost 24 hours? Well, I think there was a lot of denial at first. Um, people didn't want to believe that he would walk away three years left on his contract, uh, coming off one of the best coaching jobs he's ever had. Uh, there was really, they couldn't, I think, process that he would walk away without something on the table or for some other job. 
so there was a lot of shock and awe, if you will, when the news first broke. Uh, I'll be honest with you, but about middle of last week, everyone I've been talking to, including Peyton himself, he was leaning toward coming back. I think he decided, uh, you know, Pete, Sean has gone through this, Bo, uh, uh, almost multiple times in his career. Uh, he, he put so much of himself into coaching that by the end of a season, he's tapped out. And he's got a little ADD in him, a little obsessive-compulsive uh, personality trait, and I think he would admit that. So people close to him, when he was saying, telling them he was thinking about this, I think everybody, including people close uh, to him in the Saints building, including owner Gail Benson, who we spoke with yesterday, thought, well, you know, he's done this before. He's going to come around. You know, let him take some time, and he'll come around. And and, and I think Sean even thought that might happen. And uh, by about this weekend, I started getting a lot of information, a lot of breadcrumbs, if you will, that this was serious. And and I would say by yesterday, um, I was pretty sure he was not coming back, but uh, we just had to wait for the shoe to drop. And um, it was, I knew it was going to be a big story, but I didn't know quite it would have, the way I described it in my column, uh, Drew Brees, we all, we all knew that was happening, right? It was kind of like a tropical storm. You get the warnings, you see the circle out in the Gulf, and, and you have days to prepare, and, That's a good and you point, can process Jeff. it. This was like a tornado, I think, for people. It, it hit, touched down, and no one was re- – people were caught off guard because I think they all thought that he eventually would, would come back around like he'd done in the past. Wow. He is Jeff Duncan, Saints insider, NOLA.com columnist, and also wrote the book Peyton and Breeze, the men who built the greatest offense in NFL history. Um, all right, so this is a one-two gut punch for for the Saints. Um, and then I kind of threw out this question, you know, how much longer does Mickey Loomis have in him? I mean, he's been doing this a long time, wildly successful. I'm sure he has plenty of money and a large pension waiting on him. You really start to ask the question, could you see a, a total exit? Exodus type deal of maybe a couple more guys over the next year or two. How do you see this playing out, Jeff? I think he's not going to be the GM for a whole lot longer. I, I wouldn't be surprised. I think Mickey's in his early sixties. Uh, I think he wants to be the steward, though, through this certainly through this transition. But I think uh, it wouldn't surprise me. They've got a general manager in waiting, and Jeff Ireland, who's been a loyal lieutenant and is very accomplished and certainly is, is ready to lead his own franchise. He's done it before. So if Mickey wants to get through this transition, and, and I think it'll be a pretty seamless one, though, the hiring process, they'll have to, the Saints will have to follow the protocols, but um, the league requires you to interview a certain number of candidates. And so this isn't going to happen overnight, but uh, all indications are that Dennis Allen, he certainly has to be considered the front runner. I'll be surprised if he's not the next, Saints head coach, and he's very close with Mickey Loomis. Mickey Loomis values Dennis Allen and understands uh, the job he's done here overhauling this defense. I'm sure that Mickey will want will want to be uh, the GM at least for a few years while Dennis Allen's here. So I'll be surprised if he's not the GM for at least at least two more seasons. Okay, uh, I didn't realize Loomis was in his early 60s. Um, I mean, it, it makes sense now, but. Uh... And he's obviously taking care of himself. How much of this do you not just of uh, you put so much into it 
right, as a coach, uh, and Sean has, both as a head coach and, as, and an assistant, Jeff, but also factoring in the fact that he just got remarried last summer. And basically, you know how this works because you've been covering the NFL for 25 years or longer. You know, you get married, and you hang out. I guess you go to Cabo, and then you get to celebrate for maybe another week, week and a half. And then about July, whatever it is, 15th through all the way through the last week or so, you're gone. How much of getting remarried was a factor in this, in your opinion? Uh, I don't I don't think so. I don't think that was it at all. I think, really, he had probably been thinking about this professionally, Bo, for a while. Uh, you know, there's a belief okay. in coaching circles that – 10 years, it's like kind of a 10-year rule, right? Uh, Vince Lombardi went nine years in Green Bay. Bill Walsh, 10 years in San Francisco. Uh, 16 years is a long time in one place. We saw a great coach like Andy Reid, his kind of, you know, wore out his welcome or his message got stale in Philadelphia and he had to move to Kansas City, Mike right. McCarthy in Green Bay. Uh, you know, 10 years is a long time in one place. And Sean's talked about that a lot. And his mentor is Bill Parcells, who didn't stay anywhere longer than four seasons except for his run with the Giants. So I think he just felt like better to leave now on top, facing probably a transition here with the roster. Some of their top defensive players are getting older. They don't have a quarter, an elite quarterback. Uh, maybe it's time to walk away, recharge your batteries personally, challenge yourself in that way. I mean, the, the analogy he used yesterday I thought was it was was brilliant. You know, he's walking outside in the cold on his own. He's he's electing to take this path, and and and, and it's okay. He's I think invigorated by the challenge. He's always done that, uh, but um, I don't think it's about football, and I don't think it's about money. He's got plenty of money. Uh, he was walking away from 15 basically year here, second highest paid coach in the league. So it's it's not about money or football. I think it's more about personal. Um, you know, happiness and and also maybe achievement. How much was he making this past year? Uh, fifteen. I've I've been told actually it's closer to sixteen million, but certainly fifteen million. Good grief! That's incredible. Do you think he'll get? Do you think someone like Amazon or another media entity, Jeff Jeff Duncan on the Out of Bounds Show Nola dot com? Do you think another media entity will offer close to that in the next? or already has in the next couple of weeks, and he'll end up with Amazon or, or somewhere else? How do you see that playing out? Yes, I, I'll be stunned if he's not in some capacity working for a major TV network or streaming network this season. I mean, he basically said he wants to do that. He's looking forward to that. Uh, and I'm sure through his agents and representatives, back channels, he eventually will find his way into that role, and I think he'll be great at it. Uh, you know, I've learned so much from him over the years, covering him about football. He's got a great uh, command of, of trying to uh, – he's a teacher at heart, and he does a great way of, I think, explaining the uh, complicated sports to people. So I, I think he'll be tremendous in that role. And I don't think he'll be long, though, uh, on the sidelines. Maybe a year or two. We've seen this happen before with Parcells. It happened with Joe Gibbs. Uh, but he'll eventually be back in the league coach, and he's just wired that way. Uh, he's too competitive, I think, to – sit on the sidelines for too long. Yeah, I need him in Dallas coaching my guy, Dak Prescott, but we'll see how that looks in a in a year or two. Hey, can you – all right, so in your book, Peyton and Breeze, um, the men who built the greatest offense in NFL history, 
One of the chapters that, I, I mean, I love the book, but one of the chapters, The Fire and Fury of Sunday Sean. So you, you shared with us some great stories both on and off the air last year. Share a story kind of around that theme narrative of the fire and fury of either Sunday Sean or you interacting with Sean over the last 16 years, if you wouldn't mind. Sure. I mean, I can tell you, I mean, he kind of alluded to it yesterday during the press conference about how early on in his career uh, he had difficulties with the media and that he learned from that and matured and, um, and that, you know, he got better and he definitely did. I mean, our relationship, certainly we were at odds for, for a period of time around the bounty gate. He didn't like the way I covered the bounty gate issue, but, but even before that, I can remember distinctly walking down Ferret Street on, I think it was the Tuesday or Wednesday before the Saints 2009 opener. So that's the Super Bowl season, Bo. They're opening up against the Detroit Lions in the Superdome on that Sunday. Matthew Stafford's first game as an NFL quarterback, official game, as a rookie. And I remember that week, Will Smith had been suspended by the league for some reason. I think it might have been a, a – uh, you know, a drug suspension or something. So he was not going to play at defensive end. And Jeff Charleston was the backup. And I remember we had gone in the in the locker room and interviewed him and asked him about that game, about what he thought about a rookie quarterback making his debut in the Superdome with this wild environment, what that was going to be like. And Jeff Charleston's words were, fresh meat. That's what I think it's going to be. It was an unbelievable quote, and of course, that next day, there was a World War II-style headline in the Times-Picayune, Fresh Meat. It was obviously a huge um, story that he was calling out, Matthew Stafford. Well, Sean Payton, that night, I was walking down Perrette Street after that story had run, and my phone rings, and I see, I see it's him. And I didn't, when I answered it, I said, hey, Sean, and did not get any more out than that. And he just went off on me for probably five minutes straight saying, do you know what that's going to do? It's going to be up on every – it's going to be at every locker in the Detroit Lions locker room. That's going to be bulletin board material. It's going to fan their flames. And, and he just could not get over that we had blown that story up and that we were sensationalizing it. We <laughs> called us the National Enquirer, all this stuff. And I finally, I finally got him to calm down. I said, Sean, it's not going to matter. It's the Detroit Lions. You're going to win the game. And, of course, they won, I think, 49-7 to seven or something <laughs> that game. And just and I think he threw four or five interceptions, and I saw him after the game, and I said, uh, you know, we still the National Enquirer, and he laughed and gave me a big hug. So it, that that's classic Sean Payton. It, no, it was it just the insight into his attention to detail. Like he didn't let anything get by, including media. He felt like that was going to hurt their chances of winning. He was going to let you know, and then he learned after a while that. Some things matter and some things don't, and certainly bulletin board material is, is overrated. Have you ever had a uh, professional relationship like like this? Because you've covered all sorts of different coaches, execs, different sports and so on, being in NOLA for so long. Have you ever had a relationship like this where you have had to con constructively criticize or at times hammer Sean, but also write about how great and iconic he is too? Yeah, no, no one, because I've never covered someone this long, Bo. You think about it, 16 years, a long time. So we've been through a lot of the roller coaster ride uh, in our relationship. Um, I mean, where he, for a couple of years, had 
basically blackballed me, would not talk to me, uh, was so upset. And then we we finally, uh, you know, buried the hatchet and, and, and have a great relationship today. And I'm sure it will continue beyond uh, his time here in New Orleans. But nothing where – and I also have to say I, I really respect that he admits when he's wrong. Uh, you know, it might take him a while sometimes, but he will sure. admit that. And probably the thing I admire most about him that I think is a lesson for everyone uh, in the Gulf Coast, certainly in Louisiana, you know, this state is is 49th in just about everything, you know, they're, they're in all the big things, education, economy. I mean, it's just we're down at the bottom. There's not a lot of things to feel good about. So a lot of people tend to play the victim card here. I feel like it's it's part of the culture, uh, you, you know, blame the officials, blame the injuries, uh, whatever you want to blame, use excuses. Uh, and he never has done that. It's one of the things that I admire most about him as a leader is he refuses to allow his people to use excuses. And I think that's been a, a great model for people in New, in New Orleans, Louisiana, and the Gulf Coast that you, you can't allow that crutch to seep in. That's a loser's mentality. And, and I think that wore off on his teams. You saw how mentally tough they were despite the adversity that they faced and I think that leadership is rare, and we certainly don't have enough of it here in New Orleans or in Louisiana. Um, and I think that's something that's going to be part of his legacy. Boy, that was good. All right, one more question. Jeff JeffDuncanNola.com wrote the book, Peyton and Breeze, The Men Who Built the Greatest Offense in NFL History. How Talk about how rare it is for Sean to be so active on social media. And that's not – we see that with college coaches – Jeff, and we've got a couple in this state with Kiffin and Leach, and you see it with others. But that doesn't really happen in the NFL. Belichick, John Harbaugh, some of these other guys. Talk about Sean's ability to engage and kind of get it in that space on Twitter and Instagram and maybe even other platforms. And tying that in to kind of what you alluded to earlier, the fact that people feel like he'll be really good on TV. Yeah, well, he was a communications major at, at Eastern Illinois, and I think it's one of his great strengths. Uh, he can carry a room. He can address a room. He knows how to communicate to players, coaches. Uh, he's, uh, you know, almost honest to a fault. He's not afraid of confrontation. So he's not. He's going to be great uh, in the broadcast booth because I think he's not going to be afraid to to say what really is the truth. He's not going to sugarcoat things. And I think his ability to relate to players, and we see that a lot through his social media platforms, uh, is rare. Uh, a rare for a guy who's 58 years old to still get it, you know. The fact that he had a, he was the first NFL head coach to have a, a, a Jordan brand a shoe contract and wore those on the sidelines. I mean, he had street cred with the players. Um, yeah, he, he's got a unique a unique talent in that way. And uh, I think it translates to all ages and demographics. And uh, it's going to make him very popular, I think, target for a lot of these networks and streaming networks. I agree. I think I see in the near future uh, Jeff Duncan and Sean Payton in Rosemary Beach, uh, like this summer, at a book signing, Peyton and Breeze, uh, the men who built the greatest offense in NFL history now that he'll have a little more free time before jumping in the booth in uh, in August. Jeff, thanks so much. You've done a great job uh, covering this. His uh, piece is on NOLA.com this morning. 
on Sean Payton retiring and, of course, his book, Payton and Breeze, The Men Who Built the Greatest Offense in NFL History. Thanks, Jeff Duncan. Appreciate it, buddy. Yeah, Bo. Anytime, buddy. Thanks for having me on. NOLA.com, Saints Insider, Jeff Duncan. He joined us on the Bucked Up Energy Drinks guest line. And if you're watching right now, you can just comment on Facebook, search the Out of Bounds Show. You can comment on YouTube, search Out of Bounds Sports, and that's how you enter to win this book signed by Jeff Duncan, Peyton and Bree's book, and then a $25 gift card to Burgers, Blues, and Barbecue. Just comment on YouTube, comment on Facebook as you're watching the webcast. Why you love me, why you don't like Blake, why you think Drew Brees is the GOAT, why you think Sean Payton should coach Dak Prescott to a Super Bowl in a few years, whatever's on your mind. Why you love Mardi Gras, gumbo, crawfish, and uh, and crawfish etouffee, or, anything, or your favorite bar by the Superdome. All of the above. We're live in the Bank Plus studio. Bank Plus, it's more than a name. It's a promise. Blake, I thought that was good. How mm. did we get here? 16 years is a long time. It's a long time. It is It is an eternity in coaching, but especially in the NFL. You know what I liked? And I'm kind of mad at myself that I had not brought this up beforehand. Well, you because, should be. Because it's an obvious correlation. I think Sean Payton is the next Andy Reid. And what I mean by that is I actually think he could have as good if not better, a second tenure somewhere else. I think he's capable of that. And Most that's aren't. very rare. Well, I was it about is. Saying, Andy Reid had a great, for all intents and purposes, he was all he was missing was the Super Bowl. He had a great run in Philadelphia, especially for Philadelphia. Five NFC championship games. Especially for Philadelphia standards at the time, right? I mean, yeah. they, did, they didn't win one until a few years ago. We all know what happened. Yeah. It, it took a miracle. That <laughs> It's the same thing. Andy Reid got them within a whisker multiple times. Yeah. Okay? Played for one had five chances at the NFC title game. He leaves, goes to Kansas City, and you could argue his he's a Hall of Famer for his time at Philadelphia and his tenure at, at Kansas City is a second Hall of Fame career for Andy Reid. I could argue that he's a Hall of Famer in either category. I think Sean Payton yeah. could be that too. We'll I think see. you may be right. We'll see, but I think that's a. I thought that was the best analogy I've heard yet of what Sean Payton's future could look like. I think you just nailed it that, that he has the ability to continue to adapt and pivot. Maybe he could be better. And yeah. have a second act where he either lives in the playoffs or maybe even plays for another Lombardi trophy. The, the list of people who have played for, or even, and even one is even shorter, but played for or won a Super Bowl with two different teams as a head coach is very, very short. True. Very, very short. You know, that's a good point, Blake. You know, Phil Chat. Phil Jackson and Pat Riley in basketball That's are rare. remarkable. It's just rare. It doesn't okay? happen. Okay. I mean, Phil does his deal with the Bulls, comes back, bottles it with the Lakers with Kobe and Shaq. Pat Riley with the Lakers was, I, I, that's when I grew up. We didn't, it was foreign what they were doing. I mean, it's just incredible with Magic and, and, and Riley. Uh, then he was very successful with the Knicks, but comes back with the Heat and wins what? Three more titles as coach yeah, slash I think exec, that's three. depending I think on the three, time. Yeah. Um, you're right. And Andy Reid, that's a good point. He was awesome in Philly. Awesome. And he's been elevated better. Donovan McNabb among other players. Yeah. And then grabs, you know, they get Patrick Mahomes, and now here we are. He's in another AFC championship game, and we know how hard it is to get to this weekend. Ask Aaron Rodgers of the Packers. Brutal. How difficult it is. How extremely difficult it is. 
to get to this weekend, which I can't wait, by the way. Rams 49ers, Bengals and the Chiefs. Could we have SEC versus SEC in the Super Bowl? Matthew Stafford from Georgia. And uh, Joe Burrow from LSU getting after it this weekend. The Out of Bounds Show is brought to you by Independent Roofing Systems, the number one commercial roofing company in Mississippi. Independent Roofing Systems.